section twenty eight masterpieces of negro eloquence edited by alice dunbar nelson this librivox recording is in the public domain an appeal to our brother in white by w j gaines doctor of divinity bishop of the a m e church in georgia providence and wisdom has decreed that the lot of the negro should be cast with the white people of america condemn as we may the means through which we were brought here recount as we may the suffering through which as a race we passed in the years of slavery yet the fact remains that to-day our condition is far in advance of that of the negroes who have never left their native africa we are planted in the midst of the highest civilization mankind has ever known and are rapidly advancing in knowledge property and moral enlightenment we might with all reason thank god even for slavery if this were the only means through which we could arrive at our present progress and development we should indeed count ourselves blessed if our white brethren would always extend to us that kindness justice and sympathy which our services to them in the past should inspire and our dependence upon them as the more enlightened and wealthy race should prompt them to bestow why should there be prejudice and dislike on the part of the white man to his colored brother is it because he was once a slave and a slave must forever wear the marks of degradation is there no effacement for the stigma of slavery no erasement for this blot of shame will our white brother not remember that it was his hand that forged the links of that chain and that riveted them around the necks of the people who had roved for thousands of years in the unrestrained liberty of the boundless forests in far-away africa as well might the seducer blacken the name and reputation of the fair and spotless maiden he has cruelly and wantonly seduced go far enough back and it is more than probable that you will find the taint of slavery in your line and its blot upon your escutcheon the proud saxon became the slave to the norman and yet to-day millions are proud to be called anglo-saxons will our white brother refuse us his cordial fellowship because of our ignorance ignorance is indeed a great evil and hindrance the enlightened and refined cannot find fellowship with the ignorant the benighted the untutored if this be the line of demarcation we can and will remove it no people ever made more heroic efforts to rise from ignorance to enlightenment forty-three per cent of the negro race can read and write and with time we can bring our race up to a high degree of civilization we are determined by the help of providence and the strength of our own right arms to educate our people until the reproach of ignorance can no longer be brought against us when we do will our white brothers accord that respect which is the due of intelligence and culture does our white brother look with disdain upon us because we are not cleanly and neat it is true that the masses of our race have not shown that regard for personal cleanliness and nicety of dress which a wealthy and educated people have the means and the time for our people by the exigencies of their lot have had to toil 
and toil in menial places the places where drudgery was demanded and where contact with dust and filth was necessary to the accomplishment of their work but even this can be remedied and cleanliness and neatness can be made a part of the negro's education until he can present as thousands of his race are now doing a creditable appearance will improvement along these lines help us to gain the esteem and respectful consideration of our white brothers if so the time is not far distant when this barrier will be removed education will help solve this difficulty as it does all others and give to our race that touch of refinement which ensures physical as well as mental soundness mens sana in corpore sano but is our moral condition the true reason of our ostracism are we remanded to the back seats and ever held in social dishonour because we are morally unclean would that we could reply by a denial of the allegation and rightly claim that purity which would be at the foundation of all respectable social life but here we ask the charitable judgment of our white brethren and point them to the heroic efforts we have made and are making for the moral elevation of our race even a superficial glance at the social side of the negro's life will convince the unprejudiced that progress is being made among the better classes of our people toward virtuous living chastity is being urged everywhere in the schoolhouse and the church and the home for our women and honesty and integrity for our men we can and will lift the shadow of immorality from the great masses of our race and demonstrate to the whole world what religion and education can do for a people we are doing it among the thoroughly cultured and rightly trained of our women virtue is as sacred as life and among our men of similar advantages honour and integrity are prized as highly as among any people on the globe is our poverty the barrier that divides us from a closer fellowship with our white brethren would wealth cure all the evils of our condition and give us the cordial recognition we ask from them if so we can remove even this barrier our labour has already created much of the wealth of the south and it only needs intelligence to turn it into our own coffers and make it the possession of our own people among the whites money seems to be the sesame that opens the doors to social recognition and converts the shoddy into a man of influence and rank barney barnato a london jew who began life with a trained donkey became at length a south african diamond king and then all london paid homage to this despised son of a hated race would money thus convert our despised people into honourable citizens give them kindly recognition at the hands of our white neighbours and take from them the stigma which has so long marked them with dishonour and shame if so we can hope to secure even this coveted prize and claim like barney bernardo the respect of mankind but if it is none of these things that doom us to ostracism and degradation as a people i ask finally is it our colour alas if it be this we can do nothing to remove the line of separation unless it be to wait the slow process of amalgamation which despite our efforts the white people of this country seem bound to consummate if we knew of any chemical preparation by which we could change the colour of our skins and straighten our hair we might hope to bring about the desired consummation at once but alas there is no catholicon for this ill no mystic concoction in all the pharmacies of earth to work this miracle of colour we must fold our hands in despair 
and submit to our fate with heavy hearts to be serious however i would plead with our white brothers not to despise us on account of our colour it is the inheritance we receive from god and it could be no mark of shame or dishonour can the leopard change his spots or the ethiopian his skin no disgrace can be attached to physical characteristics which are the result of heredity and cannot be removed by any volition or effort how cruel it is to visit upon the coloured man contempt and dishonour because of the hue of his skin or the curling peculiarity of his hair let him stand or fall upon his merit let him be respected if he is worthy let him be despised if he is unworthy we appeal to our white brothers to accord us simple justice if we deserve good treatment give it to us and do not consider the question of colour any more than you would refuse kindness to a man because he is blind all we ask is a fair show in the struggle of life we have nothing but the sentiment of kindness for our white brethren take us into your confidence trust us with responsibility and above all show us cordial kindness thus will you link our people to you by the chains of love which nothing can break and we will march hand in hand up the steep pathway of progress End of section twenty eight